Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. Lock the gate! All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Abilis? What the fuck, Tuckians? What the fuck, Navians? What is happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. If you're just joining us, I'm going to keep saying that just to annoy people that told me not to say it because despite what you think, we get a lot of new listeners and they want to be welcomed properly. How welcome? Welcome to you on your bicycle or at work, or on the train, or running in the air outside, or at a gym, wherever you are, down in the mines, digging up things, whatever you're doing, welcome if you're new. Today on the show, Lauren Lapkus, do you know her? She has a podcast, it's called With Special Guest Lauren Lapkus, it's new uh, every week, uh, you can get on the Howl app or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, she's funny, does characters and stuff. Before I forget, tickets are on sale. I think they're pre-sale today. Whatever that means, you don't need a code. But tickets for my Carnegie Hall show on November 4th at the New York Comedy Festival are are available. I know it's a pre-sale today. I don't know what that means, really. But I know you don't need a code, so it doesn't matter. NYComedyFestival.com. We'll link you to the Carnegie Hall site to get tickets for my November 4th show at Carnegie Hall. NYComedyFestival.com. Dig it. Carnegie Hall. Very exciting. Right? God damn. Yeah, get some tickets if you're around. Make the trip. It'll be an event. It might be the last time. I don't know. Anyway, so that's that. How's it going? I'm not I'm not at a loss, but I'm I don't know. I'm not sleeping well. I don't know I don't know what's happening. Like I get up all you know over and over in the nighttime. I get about four or five hours of sleep. I'm walking around in a daze all the time. It's weird, I guess, in that you know, I don't have children to worry about their future. I have my future to worry about, but how long is that really? You you know, that's 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 where that's sort of the area I'm in now. It's like, how much time do I got and how much shit am I going to keep talking about doing that I never do? Why can't I just fix my house, people? These are grown-up things. I know it's anxiety. I know it's like, you know, I should do it. It would be nice. But there's some part of me just thinks, what's the point? Or I'll get to that. And I imagine that's what a lot of people do. You're going to get to it. And then you just never get to it. I got to make a list. 
not really a bucket list because that would be sad if my bucket list included like you know fix the back stairs that's that's one of your big got to do before I die things. Yeah, that's the saddest bucket list in the world. Fix back stairs so nobody hurts themselves. Close up area under house so animals don't crawl in there and die and shit. Fix the hole in the floor in the dining room where you pulled out the antique heater and now there's just a board there. Close up that weird cabinet in the hallway that used to be some sort of ancient old-timey hamper situation permanently close that up replace the window that was put in backwards in the second bedroom that you don't use except to hold some of your records boy what an exciting bucket list huh maybe fix wall in front of house where crack is that will ultimately lead to wall falling down perhaps (laughs) change Change ugly linoleum tiles you put down in garage when you first put the floor in the garage and you had some dumb fucking idea in your head that it should look like a 1950s theme restaurant floor. Why didn't you get a little jukebox for the garage initially, you dumb fuck? It's quite a bucket list. Oh, yeah. And go to Scandinavia. (laughs) That's my bucket list. Man, I hope I get to that stuff. I'm I'm feeling pretty good because I just had my uh, 17 year sober anniversary. That was on um, Tuesday. I do have a uh, peace of mind to a degree. I'm happy to be uh, doing what I want to do, but uh, I got to I got to fix my bucket list. Seriously, that was a that was a sad bucket list. Not even you know maybe take one of the first space flights. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm I'm, I, I'm nervous on roller coasters. I got to tighten it up, man. I got to tighten the bucket list. It shouldn't look like a home repair list. That's fucking tragic. Right? Fix gate. That's after I go to Scandinavia. All I want to do, and I and I I've talked about this before, and it's not it's not even any of your business. I'm just telling you what's on my mind. Uh, I, you know, used to, I used to want to become a chef and I was going to go to chef school, but uh, I don't think that's a bucket list. And again, I don't know how much time I have left. It, you know, it, I'm not dying. I'm not sick, but who knows? You know, I want to use that time efficiently. I got to break out. I got to do something. I got to go skydiving, maybe take some pilot lessons. Perhaps I should learn how to um, motocross, motocross. Yeah, maybe that's it. There's a lot of things I got to learn as an adult, but I don't know how much time I have left. I don't know. I just don't know. Okay. Again, there's nothing wrong. Everything is good. It's just um, something's going to change, man. Something, uh, you know, one day I'm going to get on these mics and I'm going to be like, guess what? I'm a Mormon. I don't know. That's not going to be it. Guess what? I'm in the landmark forum and I need to tell you some things. Nope. That's not going to happen. Guess what? I'm a Buddhist. Possible, but probably not. Guess what? I'm born again Christian. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think I can. I don't think so. Guess what? I'm a Republican. Nope, that's not going to happen. Guess what? I uh, I bought another bike that I'm not going to ride. That is very possible. Guess what? I just bought a couch for my office that was really too big for the space. That happened. Yeah, so 
So I have that going for me. A very large couch in my office. Oh, so Lauren Lapkus and I had met one time before briefly, uh, before I talked to her in here. And she's a very lovely, talented uh, person. And I think we talked pretty uh, in depth, more in depth than usual about creating characters. So that, um, that's something to look forward to. And also her podcast, which is called with special guest Lauren Lapkus. And Lauren will be at the Now Hear This Festival doing a live version of her podcast. I'll be there too with my producer, Brendan McDonald, doing a little Q&A and a little back and forth. That's October 28th through 30th in Anaheim. Go to nowhearthisfest.com for more info. And now listen to me and Lauren Lapkin. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. Have you ever done one of those like uh, one one person shows where you like do uh, just like it's amazing she does nine hundred <laughs> characters in an hour like Anna what's her name Anna Devere Smith you oh her? no I know I've never done that I've only done like my in terms of like performing on stage with my characters I've only done like showcases and things where I would like you know do like five minutes of characters or whatever right but yeah this was the first time I was able to do it on like a bigger what your show yeah like the no, the characters yes the characters I didn't call it that man, yes, you did, man. <laughs> I mean that's what, that's what the series is called yeah well who came up with that name I don't know someone at Netflix no <laughs> oh, stop it you had some control it's your show no no because they're all called that it's like the series is called the characters and then each one is named after each person who did an episode oh so yeah wait they're not all you no no, it was basically Netflix had eight alternative comedians who do a special, and they put it under one umbrella called the characters. So, I like how you use the term alternative alternative comedians as if that that exists. <laughs> well, I think what it means is, in I, the, I've, you know, I, I, mean, I was part of it of the invention of it, so I'm curious to see how you interpret it. I, well, I was going to say, I feel like maybe I'm talking about a different thing than how you might typically. But what I mean by that is just like someone who's not doing typical stand up and like whatever. Like I don't do stand up, and right. so this is an opportunity for me to do what I do right right sketch performer yeah 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 but some of them some of the people do stand up but it's still a little bit more like alt I wouldn't say it's just like no no it's not mainstream do the job sell some drinks for the place kind of stand up I get it it's a different job yeah so okay so there's a bunch of these episodes with different alternative comedians (laughs) and who are those who are your peers in this uh, undertaking for Netflix Um, Kate Berlant John Early Henry Zabrowski Paul Downs uh, Doc Brown, Natasha Rothwell, um, oh, oh, Tim Robinson, and me. I am so fucking out of the loop. Yeah. I know none of those people. Well, a lot of the people are like 
people that you might not have heard of, which is cool, which is so, what's so great about it. No, it's exciting. Yeah. You're like, hey, that guy's pretty funny. I'd like to see what he comes up with next. Yes. You should watch John Early. He, I think he's like the best comedian He's right the now. genius? He's so fucking funny. Yeah. He's and amazing. he does characters? He does, but he does stand up and stuff too. Oh, so. really? Yeah. I'll have to look into, where does he do that stand up? At one of the nerd outlets? I don't even know <laughs> where he is, but he does stuff in New York too. He goes, he lives in New York. And does he like, and... like I've, I've sort of like done this weird thing where- you know, I started out in, in comedy clubs, and then we did uh, alternative venues, and now everything's an alternative venue, and I seem to be moving more back towards comedy clubs. Yeah. Like, I talk to a lot of sketch people, and I've been brought around by them, and I understand it's a viable and exciting and fun way. I'm actually jealous of your uh, all of your abilities to work with other people and uh-huh. be pleasant and creative. I've done that. I yeah. Mean, I did it, but late in life. But um, where are you from? Are you from the Midwest? Are you yeah. The- so you're a uh, Chicago person? Yes. I grew up in Evanston, if you're familiar at all. I am familiar. There, I've, yeah, that's uh, Evanston. Yeah, I've done the... I used to do the... Uh, what was that theater right there? Main stage. Oh, yeah. In Rogers Park. Yeah. That's right by there, right? Oh, yeah. Rogers yeah. Park is right on the border of Evanston and right. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, a little area in Evanston because it's by college. Yeah. And there's a frozen custard place. Yes. Custard's right? Last Stand. I don't know if that's the one. But that might it, be different. We have Mustard's Last Stand, which is a hot dog place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chicago's about meat. Yeah, we love it. And so you grew up there like in, that's a nice suburb. Yeah, it's, I think it's like the best suburb. I mean, maybe I'm biased, but I yeah. feel like it is like, it's like a liberal town and like it's very diverse. It's yeah. cool. It's not like, you know, there's a lot of like really boring suburbs right around there also. So I feel like I got the good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've grown to love Chicago. I think it's an amazing place and I'm, I'm very, um, I'm happy when people come from there. Yeah, where are you from? I grew up in uh, New Mexico primarily. Oh, cool. But it, like, I spent a lot of time in New York and I spent time in Los Angeles and San Francisco. So Chicago was sort of like, I was late to it. Yeah. And you get there and you're like, holy shit, this is its own place completely. Yeah. It's got its own style, its own sense of itself, its own kind of ethnic uh, diversity, weird um, kind of uh, like, uh, like, w- like a lot of the people that came to the Midwest were from uh, Baltic region. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. There's <laughs> like, you know, a lot of the Ukrainian, uh, yes. Polish, um, you know, good, there's healthy. My you know, family's Lithuanian. So Lithuanian? All, yeah. And you look Lithuanian. Thank you. Is that possible? Know. Yes. I mean, I'm half Lithuanian. I look very Lithuanian. Like, I mean, do do they have accents, Lithuanian? Um, I mean, they have Lithuanian accents, but I couldn't do that for you. I wouldn't really know how. Your like, parents do? My dad, is, is, like, speaks Lithuanian and stuff, but he's really? American. But so yeah. he's, he's first generation American? He Yeah, they moved when he was a baby. So Oh, not yeah. like not when he's, Ceausescu was there, you know, killing everybody and pushing no, people No, I don't out. even know, man. Is that the guy's name? I, I think that um, was, I'd like to think it was. There was some trouble in Romania with a a. a fairly corrupt leader of sorts that did some bad things and enabled some bad shit but it was probably uh after your dad okay because i remember it yeah well there you go i I don't know the history of lithuania i don't know anything about that really so you had no interest of sort of like where am i culturally from i'd like to go there like i've actually thought about taking a trip with my dad and going there but i besides that i don't i haven't like does he go back he's been back a few times does he still have family there Mm Hmm. really yeah I don't even know what to what what to expect. I don't even know what, what where is it. I mean, I don't. First of all, I'm working on my geography. This is actually a thing that I'm trying to get better at right now, which is like learning where all the states are and all of the countries Consciously, are. Consciously, you yes. have to. Well, because it's actually like so sad when you like. If, do you, have you ever like? I'm sure in school, like where you have to fill in like an empty map and like fill in all the states, yeah. and like then you realize like how little you actually know. I think I could do it. You could do it. I think so. I it, the uh, it the South gets a little confusing. Yeah. But the the middle, the left. And the right, 
Yeah, I could do it. All the little ones in the top? Oh, I'm bad. How many little ones? There's not that many little ones like, up there. Like, like Delaware think, and then like Vermont and like all those little Vermont's ones. pretty big. Yeah, I guess it's bigger than uh, <laughs> But Delaware and, and Rhode Island are pretty tiny. But yeah. that's that's it. You know, and, and New Hampshire and Vermont, that's tricky. Yeah. Uh, Virginia, West Virginia is tricky. South Dakota, North Dakota, you should be able to figure out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then it gets a little confusing around uh, you know, Virginia, the um uh, the two Virginias, the the North Carolinas. I think, Carol- and I think the like four corners. I get confused about like, but you probably would know those better because you're from New Mexico. Oh, Texas, New Mexico. Uh, it's like Cal- Arizona, Colorado. Well, wait. Oh, right. Utah. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Man, this is fucking great. I'm doing horrible. No. Whatever. No, it's. I understand where it's confusing, <laughs> but I know New Mexico is right next to Texas. Yeah. And right beneath Colorado and right next to Arizona and then Utah's up there. Yeah. Yeah, I get yeah. it. And then Oklahoma, a little piece of Oklahoma there. That yeah, comes that's up. What, that one I know. It looks like a pot. <laughs> you got that one? Yeah. I'd probably be tricky with Illinois and Ohio and uh, the other one, I guess, yeah. Iowa. Yeah. Indiana. Uh, maybe I'd have I'm a hard time. Those. You are? But that's just because you I lived know around there. Yeah. You drove around. Yeah. Really? Made road trips? Yeah, my family was in Indiana and Ohio and, you know. I was just there. I was just in Iowa. Oh yeah, which is that starts boring. with an I. Yeah, I don't. I've never been there actually. And you, and you're gonna say? Did you say it's boring? I just that's my guess. I, it's beautiful. It's, it's how boring. you look at it. <laughs> I had that realization. All right. So what? You got big family? I'm not. No, I have a brother. And my, were you Catholicy? No, I'm Greek Orthodox technically, really? but I don't subscribe to any religion. How did that happen? My mom is Greek and then that's like how she grew up and so like those are that's the only church I've really gone to but I've only good only, costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. The priest's got good costumes. Big nice hat. Scented incense coming through. Right. Big yeah. hat, right? Mm-hmm. Right? The full thing? It would all be in Greek. I don't I didn't know. I mean it'd be like for like funerals or like Christmas, Easter but yeah, yeah. I just generally then it fell off at a certain point. Sure, we stopped I mean, saying we would go. My mom got mad. And, no more Easter. She goes though, right? No. Then she said, "Well, she works at a Catholic school, so she goes with her school to church. <laughs> so she's got that taken care <laughs> yeah. of. Yeah, oh, there's some good. checking in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's all set. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, though, I mean, Greek. So that's good. You grew up with good food, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't really care about food. I'm like not really someone who cares about that. Really? Yeah. What do you care about, Lauren? Come on, don't make it so hard. I'm not making it hard. I just I don't care about baklava. Doesn't mean I'm like making it hard. Baklava is pretty special <laughs> if you got the taste for it. I don't. It doesn't thrill me. I saw a piece of it the other day, and I didn't go like, oh, I gotta. Yeah. It's, it's hard to find good baklava. Yeah. Filo dough in general, like, has got to be really right on the money. Oh yeah. Like, you know more about it than I do. Even <laughs> I just I I feel like I was I'm like a plain hot dog person. Like I don't really like no brats. I like brats, but I mean, I don't put anything on my food. Like, I've, there's a lot of foods I've never had that's like really. Wait, you just eat a hot dog with nothing on it? Yeah, like I've never had like no a pickle. Roll? I like the bun. Whoa, whoa, back up! You've never what? I've never had a pickle. I've never had like I've never like bitten into a peach. What? I've never. I didn't have a blueberry till I was like twenty. So, but this is but that's a pathology. There's something wrong with you. I don't that's know. Not, I mean, how do you go through life and not go? have a pickle i was very picky when i was little and i just really didn't want to eat anything i didn't know so you're one of those persons that when you were a kid you ate the same thing like every night yeah oh my lunch was exactly the same from kindergarten all the way through high school i Get had the, the same fuck thing out of here. every day what was it <laughs> peanut butter sandwich no jelly uh like the bag of chips and like a cookie or whatever and like a drink like i just had like the peanut butter sandwich every day for like my whole life and were, were you p- picky about the peanut butter 
Uh, I mean, yeah, I buy the same one forever. I mean, what? Like, like like a Skippy or a Jif peanut butter. So, it's like okay. straight up regular. Creamy? Creamy, or maybe sometimes I have a chunky. Oh, so that was the big breakout <laughs> thing? Like, what am I going to do today? <laughs> yeah, but I just like, I just, I, I eat to live kind of thing, so I don't really care about that. Do you get no joy out of eating? I do, but I feel like I have a sensitive stomach, so it's like not as fun to just like have some crazy meal and I feel sick after. And but like, you'll eat a plain hot dog. Yeah, but Indeed. I like I'm like actually I'm I moved to Silver Lake recently, and I'm like there are more vegan restaurants and vegetarian things. So I'm like I've been leaning that way, and it's been making me feel better. I don't like do it for everything, but like if I'm ordering something out, I'll try not to get any like cheese. Oh or yeah, meat. which place you go? I like squirrel. It's good. I like Mohawk Bend. Oh yeah, yeah. Mohawk Bend's all right. A lot of fried stuff there. But I always I get like vegan pizza or like which oh, right. I normally would think was disgusting. Yeah, but it's really good. Do you ever go to Elf Cafe? Yeah, I've been there. That's good. Little, it's kind of fancy. It, it well, they're very like pretentious there. Like they kind bit. of just act like yeah. everything is important. I like, don't give a shit about any of it. Yeah, it's like three tables. Yeah, and, and there's like weird shit on everything. Like there was like Harissa dust on like something. Like, what is that? Dust. I don't know what that is. Well, I like Harissa. What? Harissa I don't even know what it is. It's like a Moroccan hot sauce. Oh well, okay. Then and there was uh, dust on it. Yeah, well, the uh, the dusts get a little. Yeah. Like, what, why'd you bother? Just come on, just give just us the, the idea stuff. of it. All right, so but so you're you're moving away from just peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah, I haven't eaten one in a few years. Actually, I will be honest with you. I I'll eat a cheeseburger plain. Like I don't put anything on the cheeseburger. Okay, so I'm not a freak. No, no. <laughs> like I and it, I go out of my way. Like I just like a, like I, like if it's good cheese and burger, just don't, yeah. no ketchup, don't nothing. Don't fuck with it. Yeah. Don't fuck with it. Mm-hmm. So when did you start doing? Uh, you know, running away from your emotions and life with characters. <laughs> uh, high school, I started doing improv at IO, and like when I was a senior in high school. <laughs> so yeah, that makes. <laughs> Yeah, it's pro- there's probably something to that. I don't know. I don't really don't analyze know. it that deeply. You but, don't. Well, and I mean, I don't know. Do you feel like you got into comedy because you were like fucked up? Is that what I feel? Like everyone always wants to say that. Like, I don't know that that's like necessarily true for everyone. Well, I can only speak from experience. I think like if I if I wonder, I guess the real answer comes from w- what compelled you initially. Like what yeah. was you know like. Like if someone's a class clown or somebody's, you know, doing a thing, you know, it's usually for attention mm-hmm. of some kind. So then you kind of pick that apart. Like, why do I need this attention? What did I not get or what do I need? And, you yeah. know, and then sort of like you can build a whole sort of, uh, you know, inner life for yourself based on your your uh, your need, needs and insecurities. Yeah. I mean, I definitely needed attention, I but I feel that I got a lot of that. So I also don't know why I needed so much. Like my parents were attentive to me. And they were nice, sta- yeah. stable people. Yeah. So like that's that's the thing that I remember like when They're I was- still together? Yeah. Wow. 45 years or something. That's crazy. Yeah. But I remember when I was doing- improv i was with like i was like 18 and all my classmates were like 25 and at the io yeah and i I remember hanging out with them and then they'd be like kind of talking about why they're all fucked up and why their lives are all bad and then like they made fun of me because it mine wasn't or whatever and that was like kind of a thing where it was like i'm just i just like being funny or whatever but i'm sure there's more to it but like at the time especially that was just yeah no you're you're like that would make you the rare thing but i didn't think like i think innately and this is just my own Opinion, because there's no real proof of it. But I think younger people who are involved with sketch are are certainly a bit more well adjusted than comedians generally, because just by virtue of their ability to work with others. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's yeah, that's interesting. Like there's a collective to it. Yeah. Like you're not so fucked up that you're like, no, I don't need nobody. Right. Do <laughs> right. There is something about. Don't doing tell me what to do. 
Yeah. That's so much stand-up. It's like, ah, don't fuck you. Yeah. I'm doing it this way. Right, and you really can't do that. It was with improv, especially. It's against I mean. the rules. Well, yeah, I mean, you just everyone hates you. <laughs> <laughs> there are people like that, but they suck. It's a democracy of sorts. <laughs> You're yeah. voted out yeah. by uh, by cold shoulders and 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 backstabbing. Yes. Yeah. Well, but, well, there are these types within the improv community, like like the uh, sort of commedia della arte things. Like, there's always the the fat guy that drinks too much. It seems right. Yeah, yeah. There are the tropes or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but but not even on stage tropes. It seems no, like there's off stage tropes definitely. as well. Definitely. Because the heroes, I imagine the heroes of people in sketch are are different. Yeah, you know, they're sketch people. Yeah. I mean, that can go back to Second City or back to SNL or yeah. whatever. And I guess a heavy guy would be like, well, I guess I'm going to be that guy. Chris Farley yeah, guy. Yeah, the gods yeah. my kidneys <laughs> at this level. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to drink a lot. Well, yeah, I think for those types of guys, there are like clear role models where it feels like you're allowed to do that or that it's like right. celebrated. So then you- Funny fat guy. That is, you know, that's not, yeah, that's important. Yeah, that's it's very important thing. to TV and movies. <laughs> we need him. We need a funny fat guy every few years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we even have one right now. I feel like it's- Oddly, Josh Gad right now in like a way that like no one expected. I think that's true. Yeah, but not not in a, as a not in a open a movie kind of way. Right, right, right. But yeah, he's just there, and we're like, cool. Wow, is that true? I guess that's sort of true. When yeah. when was the, oh Kevin that, James that was sort wedding. of a, oh yeah 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 Kevin James was a pretty pretty big star fat guy. Yeah, and he had the the classic sort of. Uh, not self-destructive, but kind of like can't help the uncomfortable fat guy. Right. Funny. Yeah. Sorry. Right, so I uh, improv Olympic. I've talked to a lot of people from a lot of different uh, strands of improv. Yeah. I not so much that one. Oh why, yeah. Why did you pick that one? Well, uh, it was I, actually recommended to me by my teacher in high school, and he because I basically like wouldn't get into any play at school, and like really wanted to. You auditioned? Yeah, I auditioned for like every play and musical, and I would only get into like we had like a variety show type thing that we did, like a sketch show essentially. Yeah. And I would get into that. But that was it. And Why so, didn't you get into plays? I don't know. I, I'd love to like see my auditions. I'm sure I was really nervous. Um, Do you, you're a song and dance person. I mean, to some extent, but not really. Like there are pe- My school had really talented people also like who were just like amazing. So, it, But really talented in a very specific way that enabled them to do like musical theater in high school, but they didn't have any real creativity, so they're not doing it anymore, I bet. Probably most yeah, of them. Yeah, I know that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I but see. there are some that are really successful. Like there's that one- you went to high school with? Yeah, she was a little older than me, but Jessie Mueller is currently on Broadway. She was playing Carol King in Beautiful, and now she's starring in Waitress. Like she's like a big Broadway star. Oh. So there's some people like, that who are genuinely funny but she's not funny though right i think she was funny i didn't know her person i knew her brother but um was he he like he was funny too they're all actor family the parents are actors really all the kids are actors that that can't happen in a lot of places but i guess it can in chicago you can sort of like be an actor in chicago like theater yeah 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 i mean yeah and there's opportunity for everything so your high school teacher he told me to to take classes at I.O. and to not do Second City because they had a teen program, but he thought that I should do the adult program at I.O. And there was like an, a limit on the age at, at Second City. So he was like, go to I.O. and do that. So that's how I he started. He had faith in you. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, Aaron Carney. Yeah? Yes, that was his name. And he's Is, still alive and he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Do you thank him publicly as often as possible? I have thanked possible? him a few times publicly, yes. I, because I, I really owe it to him that I started doing that. I wouldn't have done it without him. You need so. that guy. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah, believes he, in you. He did. He did. I don't know yeah. if he still does. Maybe he does. But I, you know, yeah, I'm. I'm sure he's just sitting there going, "Why did I fucking tell her? <laughs> <laughs> she sucks." Yeah, I'm not on board. <laughs> so, who was there when you got there? 
Um, like my teachers are like uh, Peter Gwynn and Sharna and Jason Chin and uh, Susan Messing, TJ Jagodowski, Susan Messing, Noah Gregoropoulos. Yeah, like uh, the, I don't know any of them. So they're oh, okay. Just, those are all like big improv people like, from Chicago. Yeah, but yeah. Not, yeah, in that area because like no one's talked about improv Olympic that much. Yeah, Second City. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot about Second City, and I've heard about Second City touring crew. Yeah, I didn't do any of that. Yeah. How was Improv Olympic different? There, what, what was because I know Second City has sort of a, a mythology to it. Yeah, and they're focused on like writing to like sketch writing and things like that. Like, I did, I didn't do any sketch classes or anything like that. I just did um, straight improv. up improv. Yeah, and so it's long like improv. Yeah, they did that there. So were they an offshoot of Second City? Were they like we're going to start our own thing? Um, I guess in the timeline that would be true, but it was so different from what they were doing that I think it was just like, I don't know if it was an offshoot as much as like a different thing. Now, when you were coming up, did you know that, um, did, what was your goal? Um, to be on SNL. It was, be, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was like what I, that was the only thing I knew like my whole life as like how you would do this. Like I wanted to be a comedian, but I didn't really know what that meant besides SNL, like I really watched that all the time and admired those people. And which ones? Like Chris Farley and Adam Sandler. That was like going my, back. David Spade. When those you were are, a kid, yes, those are my favorite people. Growing up, he so was funny, right? Yeah, he was funny. David, I talked to Spade. Oh, he's so funny. He, I still think he's like one of the funniest people. Like, you should to listen to that Stern. interview because, like, yeah. he'll just he just naturally has a way. Like he, you know, because he, he's a lot more open now but yeah. there's still this weird little bite that he has he's so that, dry yeah i love it's it it's really good yeah he's amazing um yeah so that was like the thing and then doing but i but it still wasn't like the end goal i think doing improv i really just wanted to do improv i wasn't really thinking like and then i'll do this and then i'll get on snl like i think now that's for people that's like a very obvious like plan yeah it wasn't so clear before that you that could lead to that right like, it was just more like a step of like performing and like how but to, did you know well, i guess well, at that time, did you know that they were involved with Second City, like Chris and those guys? Yeah, yeah, knew I knew that. Yeah, oh yeah, I definitely like read all the books and did all that shit. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. So you're full on SNL. Uh, yeah, I knew everything about it. Yeah. <laughs> and did you know how the audition process worked? Did you know you needed characters? Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I had seen some of the auditions and stuff, and like, um, I knew enough. I mean, from watching the show, you kind of infer that, I guess. But like, I didn't really. Um, know about the process until I was older and like heard more from people and right because they don't talk about that much that the audition as much like in books and things like that it's right more just like the, they, they don't talk the about show. the horrible process yeah the waiting yeah the not knowing yeah the horrible <laughs> dry empty feeling of the room <laughs> when you do your screen test yeah did yeah. you audition for it? Yeah. Oh, wait. wait don't talk about it yet. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's build up to okay. it. Okay. <laughs> it's a crazy story, man. Is it? No, I mean, I I don't know. It's It was crazy for me, but it's, I don't wouldn't build it up that way. Why the... Well, let's wait. So, okay, yeah. so you're in high school, and then you graduate high school. You did all right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I just really wanted to, like, be an adult and, like, do comedy and so stuff. No so, no college. I went to college. I went to DePaul in Chicago, but so I could keep doing improv and... Oh, yeah. You didn't yeah. care about college. You were just placating no. your parents? Yeah, and I wanted to get a degree. Like, that was something that was important to What'd me. What'd you get it in? English. Oh, good. Smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I know it's worthless. I have the same degree. <laughs> oh, you're great. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, well, yeah, I'm in my garage. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. But that's what's so wonderful is that you're doing what you want to do. I think it's great. Well, 
but like what you what what part did were you involved with the Englishing? Did you write some poems? Did you read uh yeah. did you have a focus like romantic literature or something? What interest I didn't you? really focus I didn't have like you, you know You didn't have to do that? No, thankfully. There was like a point actually in my senior year where I realized like, wait, am I supposed to have like a thesis? Like but I didn't have to. So right. I got just... really worried because like some of my friends were doing that. I was like, wait a second, like, am I supposed to be doing that? Because like, I it's I'm the last semester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did I miss something? <laughs> But so, but you read your shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I loved, I love reading, and I love literature, and that was and, like a good. And I love writing, so like for me, that was like a perfect major. So during during college, you're you're just going over to IO and doing. It's, at that yeah. point, is there a company, or you're not doing classes, right? Well, yeah, you're, I graduated and I got on a team, and I was on teams for like all of college, and that I'd perform almost every night at a few different theaters around town. All improv. Yeah, yeah. And that's how it works there. Yeah, I mean, I would do like shows at IO and then like the theater called the Playground, which was like an indie theater, and yeah. you could be on a team there. And so, and the Annoyance. So I did shows oh, all so town. the Annoyance. That's the other one. So yeah. the, and there's all and so there's actually a circuit, and if you're you know at a certain level, you can just go jump in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you get on teams and then you can perform all the time. And so and then if you're not performing, you're rehearsing at that point. But do you always perform for your team? Is it possible to just show up at one of these other places and there's a team on stage oh, and no. they're like, "Lauren's here, <laughs> jump in." No, 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 no. We're no. jamming. No, I mean, yeah, I guess there's like jams, but I, that's always horrible. It is. It's just, not, I mean, for me, I think why because it's, it's just like a mishmash of like horrible things happening. Like it's just a lot of times like people who've never done it before. Like, it just like stre- would stress me out to be like doing. So it. you. You get used to your team and, and what each person's strengths are and yeah. and you kind of move as a unit. Yeah. Even though you're making it up. Yeah. Yeah. And then That's... if you do a if you do a jam or a, then it's just sort of like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. What's he doing? Well, I would like, this is not like a cool thing, but I would like go to IO and watch the jam. There's a show called The Jam. Uh-huh. That's like your- Where you kind of can wait to jump in kind yeah, of Yeah, and people will like get up and stuff, but I would just like get drunk and like heckle it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I was like a kid, so it's super annoying. <laughs> they very, must have loved you. Yeah, but it was fun. So you do this and now throughout- all of this, when do you start kind of like developing characters that stay with you? Yeah, I think like over, I mean, for what's, what was kind of crazy for me was that like I never used my own voice in improv until I moved to New York. I moved to New York and did like UCB and that's yeah. where I kind of learned to like use my own speaking voice. I really? would do character voices all the time. Yeah. And uh, that was like a big turning point for me in terms of like really understanding how I wanted to play and then like from that point on it became easier to have characters that I brought back essentially but uh-huh. I but in improv you don't really want to like repeat the same character like you don't want to be like oh here she goes with that guy like I do like some things that are like I'll be like a teenage boy but it's like different every time because you're like in a different situation and it's not so the characters are not necessarily they, they don't have names and they don't uh, and you don't know when they're going to come up because you're improvising yeah but when one starts to sort of take shape a voice I guess it starts with then at a different time you can kind of build a personality around yeah, it. Yeah, and for me, actually, when I really did that was through Comedy Bang Bang. Like, that was how I kind of started having recurring characters. Once and, you got out here? Yeah, and, like, just having the opportunity to do a character that you can bring back, like, speak in the character voice for, like, an hour and then bring it back again, and so you have, like, a built history with it, and so... So when did you... Okay, so you're, you're kicking around these teams, and you're, like, do, were you making money doing improv? No, no. There was no money? No, I was babysitting, yeah. 
Really? Yeah. I saw a babysitter character. That was funny. Oh, yeah. I watched that one. <laughs> what was that from? Um, oh, like a video online? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was like a web series, like Terrible Babysitters. What happens? So you spend all that time and you get you get polished yeah. as an improviser. But what happens after Chicago? Where's the move? I moved to New York. I was in a sketch duo with my friend Candy Lawrence, and she's a stand-up now. But we, we moved to How's New York doing? together. She's great. She's so funny. Is she out here? Yeah. Um, but we moved to New York together, and we were- Was she in your group? It was just us two doing sketch. So that but was where'd like, you meet her? Uh, oh, we met doing improv on like an all-female team called the Misfits. That was like how was that? How was that different and good? Uh, it was great. It was really great at the time, especially because it was just like a. It's a different energy to be with all women. I mean, usually I'm the only girl on a team or like one of two. Right. Know? So it's like when you're with a bunch of women, it's very supportive and cool, and also like it can get very catty and weird. So I yeah, think, you know all the things you might expect. And, and and did you play a lot of male characters? Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone kind of took turns doing that, which is fun. I mean, I do that in improv anyway, like with men. I don't yeah. care, but it's right. more obvious when you're with. A bunch is of it women. fun to play men? Yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so you meet this girl, Candy, and you guys are writing sketches then. Yeah. After that, you're like, yeah. we're going to write sketches. Yeah, but it was still very loose. We really improvised like most of We'd have like beats to it. and then we'd But how is that different than like a comedy team kind of? Like, isn't that That's something like you could do in a comedy club and not necessarily a... Yeah, so we'd do a lot of shows like with stand-ups. Like we'd be like the one like not... Right you know stand up thing and then that was like kind of how we started going around we would do like Lincoln Lodge and like different shows like that around uh-huh. town. right 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 um, and then we moved to New York and kept doing that but then I started doing UCB and got it really into that and what how yeah. what what do you mean so you auditioned to be why were you just started working over there or no what? you have to take the classes like if you've never done you went through classes again yeah who were your teachers Porter Mason and Kevin Hines I yeah just rotated and how many them. years did you do that for that's just one year I mean it really wasn't that long it was like probably six months or something yeah yeah and then why'd you come to la why'd you decide to bail on new york why didn't you just become one a fixture well i always wanted to move to la my plan was to move to new york for a year and so i did that i just wanted to go there because my because candy wanted to go and so it was like okay well i'll go for a year and then i'll move to la and um did you move out together again no i moved alone i was in a long distance relationship and then uh, yeah what happened to that uh, we got married, yeah. and then we got divorced. <laughs> so yeah, that's all that's happened. How long did that last? Um, we were together for eight and a half years, but that's about um, it. We got yeah, yeah. I've had a couple about seven and a half, yeah. eight years where yeah. you you're with them for a while, and then and then I get married for like three, three and a half years, and then got divorced. Yeah, you did that, that twice? twice. Yeah. So I you knew got you were divorced one. once. Um, no, I, I did the almost the exact same thing twice. That's so in, interesting. On in the timeline. Yeah, not the same type of relationship, but the same. No, timeline. no, I, I felt differently, but but the timeline sort of was similar, which That's is so kind of odd. Like when you got married, so you'd been with him for like five years, seven years. We were married for a year and a half. So, yeah, yeah. So like, was that when you got married? Was it one of those things where it was like, yeah, I guess we should. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But yeah, I I mean, yeah. It's still happening now, so it's like a w- weird I didn't mean to walk into that. I did that. But uh You're yeah. in the middle of a divorce. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Has it gotten ugly yet? Um no, it's actually I think it's about as good as it can go right. in terms of those things. Like I've heard so many horror stories from people that like, yeah. It's, Are you mediating? It's no, we uh we it's all handled and everything. It's just a matter of like time now. Oh, so there's like, official. Oh, okay. So there wasn't lawyers involved. No, we did, oh, we so did we'll it. We at, did it ourselves. Well, then it's it. Not only is it uh, amazing, <laughs> yeah. that's the best yeah. that could happen. Yes, I think so. I think we both <laughs> felt that way, so that's good. You both wanted out. 
I mean, no, I mean, I think we both felt it was the best that could happen. I right. don't know. I It's still a very confusing thing, I think. Okay. But, you know, well, I'm I still working through my feelings. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That's going to go on a while. Cool. And, you're, <laughs> and now you're a divorced person. I know. It's so weird. <laughs> I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to be that. Welcome to the club, divorced It's such a weird person. thing, but it's also like, whatever, who cares? I don't know. There's like some part of like, I think when you think about that before that happens to you, you're like, I don't want to be that. Yeah. I want to be the person who's married forever or whatever I am forever. I just don't want to be yeah. that. And then you just like, well, actually I am that now and I don't, it's not that big of a deal. And I've always no been really. a, I hope this works person. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's nice. With yeah, maybe it'll it's work more out. It's realistic. Ugh, it's fucking horrendous. You think that's bad to have that mentality? I don't know. I think that's like better in a no, sense. No, it's just like, the whole thing. Relationships are so difficult. I mean, like, yeah. it, like, what do you want? Yeah, it's crazy. How old are you? I'm 30. All right, so, you know, you're, you got fresh slate. Yeah, man. You can still <laughs> do the babies. You can do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, I know. So it's not, it's, not, it's not horrible in terms of, like, life plan. No, it's like, just it's, a it disappointing sucks. chapter. Yeah, it's shitty. Too bad that didn't work right. out. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We tried. Yeah, man. Right? Yes. Okay. You want babies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you offering? Yeah, <laughs> sure. If you take care of them. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> See, no, this is a, yeah, that's not a good idea. That's horrible. Yeah, I'm at this age now. It's sort of like, I guess I could have one, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how active I'll be. Bring them back around. Would you want, do you think you're going to have kids in your life? No, I think, uh, I think that ship has sailed. I almost yeah. did a yeah. while back. And, Are you, you know, glad it didn't happen? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not so. I, I guess it's the age, but you know, I, I didn't have them probably for a reason. I, I never right. really thought about it. it; was never a goal. Right? Do you know what I mean? Like I was too selfish, too anxious, you know, too self-involved. You know, I didn't really necessarily trust myself emotionally for that shit. Yeah. You know, I'm glad that I didn't. It would have probably been a bad thing. Yeah, I think it's really interesting when people choose not to have kids and they they purposely know they're not going to. Like, I think that's cool. It's okay. I don't know that I. Tr- I think I would have been willing. I almost. It was very close. Yeah. But but still, like I don't. Again, like it, like you really got to want them. And I know everyone thinks that you, you. It's just a natural thing that you want them. Right. But like I. I don't think I ever really had that. Like my brother had that. And he's got yeah. three. Right. So, like, it was never like, we got to get, the, like, because people time their lives around it. Yeah, and I really want kids. Like, I, that's something I've thought about my whole life, that yeah. I want kids. I've always known I would have kids. I think you're gonna. Yeah, man, I think I will, too. I think, like, within the next <laughs> three years, I bet. Hey, look at this. Are you a psychic? I'm not a psychic, but <laughs> I have an understanding of the biology <laughs> okay. of the situation. <laughs> I, I'm thinking in the next five years, one way or the other, well, you're yeah. going to have a kid. Yeah, that is true. And that's what's cool is that like nowadays you can do it any, I could do it in so many different ways that it's amazing. You might be doing it now. Surprise. Whoa, shit. That pillow is one of those pillows. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, one it's, of those pillows. Uh-huh. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> but even just like being like, oh, I could have like IVF or I could adopt or I could meet sure. someone. I, all these different ways that it can go that yeah. you can... Yeah, yeah, there's a million ways it can go without having another person involved yeah, between you great. and your kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So kind of nice. So you moved out here. Yeah. Wait, when did the SNL audition happen? That happened. Uh, I want to say 2012. Before you left New York? No, no, no. I was out here. I've been out here for a couple so you, of years. So you come out here and you start doing what? You um, got an agent? Yeah, I got an agent and a manager, and then I got on a TV show like kind of early on into my Orange is the New Black? No, it was called Are You There Chelsea? It was Chelsea Handler's Oh, yeah, I remember that. On NBC, yeah. That was a, I like her. I have a yeah. lot of respect for her. She's a tough cookie. Yeah, it was a great experience. It was <laughs> yeah. so exciting because I, I like loved sitcoms growing up and like that was- And that was a straight up sitcom, wasn't it? Yeah, multi Like old school. Mm-hmm. Like you're on a soundstage. Yeah. 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 And I've done a few of those since and like it's it's the kind of show that like 
I really enjoy acting in it, but I don't, I don't watch multicam, so it's interesting because I'm like, I love being, it's a f- the best way to perform, in my opinion. Like, it's so fun because you have the audience and the thing and whatever. And you have jokes. jokes. Yeah, I think it's fun. But I, but I, I imagine uh, it's fun, but isn't it a little um, uh, stifling of yeah. your creativity? Well, yeah. So that's like the goal now is to like do. Things and as an more. actor, you're just sort of like, here's the shit that's going to come out of your mouth. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know if I can say this. And yeah. they're like, we think you can. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just do a take for us? Yeah. And yeah. then you can say it how you want to say it. Right. I mean, it's it's so specific and like meticulous in the way that. I mean, most multicams are done. That's why you like it. When it's, I it's started, the peanut butter sandwich. It totally is. I think. I when I started when I because it was my first job. Yeah. It was like kind of an easy transition out of theater performance, you know, out of Oh yeah, being on stage be, and having the relationship with the audience. Yeah, and then to go on camera, it like was a very easy thing and my character's pretty big and so like I've learned over the years of like how to like, you know, hone that a little more and like be more like toned down, but like for like a multicam that was great. It was perfect. It was easy right. for me. They need broad characters. Yeah. yeah I'm like yeah. a dumb idiot who's like saying a crazy thing. Like right. that was like yeah. That, they need it, it it's absolutely necessary for the ridiculousness of the narrative. <laughs> yeah. Hey look who's at the door. Right. What? <laughs> totally. Someone's always at the door. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like I never I never fully noticed it as like like it it's not so much that I, I didn't know it. Yeah. But like I was watching Undateable once, yeah, and it was, and they sort of deconstruct the thing. Yeah, I don't even that's know. That's kind it's, of why I even said that not all of them are like that because that show is kind of different. Though. Yeah, I don't know if it's like I don't know how much is on purpose or or just you know you really a testament to how stupid viewers are. <laughs> but <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. But they can literally go from two people and then just sort of move the camera and like, oh look, they're in the middle of a conversation right. and they're coming in in the middle of a conversation. And you're like, this is fucking vaudeville. Yeah. It's and that's just what it is, though. I know, yeah. I know, and and the only thing that makes them work one work better than the other is if you're not thinking about that, right? Like you, the ensemble is so strong, yes, and 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 the characters may be broad, but they have enough depth to where you can get emotionally yeah. attached and not going like that person didn't just really drive his car into the house, right? Totally. Which what did is going on outside? House. It did. Yeah. <laughs> Someone drove the car into yeah. that. Was that a jump the shark moment? Um, if that, whatever that, that means. Did that show ever jump the shark? It was great till the end. It was? You <laughs> loved mean, it? I love Full House. Yeah. Was that the Bob horrible. Saget one? Yeah. Yeah. I see him around. Yeah. I saw him last week. He's cool. Yeah. Everybody's getting old. It's an yeah. interesting thing to, to witness. He's a little older than me. Yeah. You know, these guys, because he still goes up on stage and he has to identify with that. Right. It must be so weird. Like, I think about actually those guys a lot because. There were a few stand-ups on that show, and like to be doing something that's a family program. I mean, it's like actually so not your humor, no matter what kind oh, of adult filthy. you are, right? But even like just as an adult, know, you're yeah. like, I don't want to say that or yeah. care about this fake kid or whatever. Like they did that for like ten years. I well, mean, that that was a funny thing about him is that like I never, I don't think I ever watched an episode of Full House. I don't know how I miss almost everything, so it's yeah. not personal to you. Like I literally do not. I miss just about everything. And I don't know what I was doing as a child, but I was not watching comedies. Yeah. I mean, I watched SNL and stuff, but uh, but I just, I missed all of it. Yeah. I've seen maybe three Seinfelds. That's insane. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know I, But how. I've seen like, I'm the opposite. I've seen like every show over and over again. Like I've seen like every right. TV show my whole life. I watched them all. That's because like, they're comforting to you. Yeah. <laughs> It is like my drugs. It is. I, you know, <laughs> a, a woman that I dated would could watch Friends and Gilmore Girls all the time. Yeah. All the time. Feels great. Friends is on all the time now on TBS, and it's like, feels great. It does like feel good to you? At any point. Yeah, and every episode's good. 
And you've watched them over and over again. Yeah. What other ones? Like, I mean, I watched Saved by the Bell, like, 90210, like, all these types of shows growing up. I loved, like, teenagers when I was younger. Like, yeah. Just being like, they're so cool. And then, I mean... I watch Sex in the City over and over. That's like one I've watched as an adult that I could pick up at any episode and enjoy. The great thing about being me is that like I can like in almost every show is new to me. Yeah. Like <laughs> like I had the weirdest experience with the King of Queens. I never watched that show. Oh, yeah. and I, I mean, know, I've seen a bunch of it on. But I know Kevin. Yeah. And then I tune in. And I'm like, he's pretty funny. <laughs> and like like I'll, uh, Seinfeld to come on. I'm like, wow, this is a pretty good show. Yeah. And this is like a week ago. Everyone's like, we know. That's like all we've been talking about forever. <laughs> For a, yeah. Yeah. Two decades. Yeah. Leah Remini is very funny on that show. What, what, how, how do you say her last name? Which one? Remini. Remini. Oh um, yeah, yeah. She's great. Yeah, she's so funny on that show. Yeah, it's a it's a silly show, but like I, you know, I'm a big fan of his because like he's just one of those big guys that like he can't like he has to be funny in every second and he, yeah and, he, and it's just from his w- discomfort yeah like as soon as he's on stage it's sort of like he just him standing there it's funny and i always envy people like that yeah it's interesting yeah like yeah. They, do you know those people you must yeah. see it in sketch or, or in improv oh, all i the think time. like i don't know if you know betsy sidaro um she's oh, uh, an improviser but she's like that where like she can kind of just walk out and people already think she's hilarious she just i don't know where that anything. comes from yeah, it's she's a gift. just like she's just naturally emanating that she's funny so you yeah. come out here you do the you're so you jump right in. You, yeah. You're fortunate and talented. Yeah, it was good. I got. I was like coming out to look for an apartment and the auditions timed up and I auditioned and got on a team. So I like came, went back to Chicago and got all my shit and then came back and was like on a team, which was so great. Like On a, I, on a TV show, you mean? On a, on a team? team. Oh, no, oh. The, on the team at UCB. But like, oh, right. oh, yeah, and then like getting on the show. But like having the community right away is so. what's what's so great about it. And who are you people then? Was it? Who was? Who it's the... all a team that you wouldn't know. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's called Bangrang. I'm still performing Seth with Seth running the place then? No, it was this guy, Neil Campbell. You might oh, yeah, know. no, Neil, yeah. Um, and then Seth ran it after him, right? And Seth, then I, think, I want to say, was before Neil, because I never knew Seth Oh, maybe Seth that's right. And, and then Curtis Gwynn, right? He was before him. Oh, okay. So Neil, it was Neil, Neil, and yeah. then I think Mike still... At the old Oh, one. no, there was someone in between who I can't think of. At the one on Franklin. Yeah. Um, but, Did yeah. I ever see you there? Did I meet you there? Did no, I we never met. Did one night? We never met until... At the Jeff Ulrich's Jeff Tweedy weird sort of situation where like I was so happy it was a charity event not just some weird vanity thing right right going into it I'm like who the fuck just pays Jeff Tweedy (laughs) to play in their living room and then it's like oh it's for okay it's for charity yeah Yeah, it was great and I was so relieved it wasn't a spectacular house like I didn't know what I was gonna walk into oh right right you're not like some like some mansion where yeah because I know Jeff he's uh, he's been great uh, a great friend and, and we do business together but I don't know his life yeah and then I get this invite to a Jeff Tweedy thing and I'm like holy shit and I thought we were gonna walk in there's gonna be an infinity pool yeah. outside. but it was just a regular house no yeah he's so cool yeah he's great yeah that was super fun but i didn't know what to make of you yeah you were just this uh this it's, it's i uh, the uh the the personality i projected onto you which i do immediately with all people Thank is you. like oh she's um like she's already scared of me it's not uh-huh. gonna be a good situation i've overwhelmed her she's did a, you really a, think that she's a fragile sprite like did you uh, really talent. think this well yeah that's so interesting. I felt happy to meet you because I was like, oh, cool. We'll have talked for like two seconds before I do the thing. Right. It was like, but I wasn't like scared of you. Yeah. No, no. I, I made it all up. <laughs> I, I'm like, I, I decided she comes from a different type of human oh, uh, that, well, strand. I think and, what's interesting about that party specifically was that I didn't know anyone besides Scott Ackerman. And then I met a dude who I talked to like the whole night. But that was it. Like, oh, I, yeah. I didn't like know anyone so for me and maybe if you got the energy of like a nervous person it's more just like i'm like oh i don't know anyone well yeah and i know scott and that and that's always awkward even if you've known him for over a decade (laughs) 
I can always count on Scott for being it's initially awkward, and then eventually he you know, starts yeah. talking like a person. <laughs> Well, it's so funny with him because I I feel like I basically only talk to him on the show, like doing characters and shit. So I'm going on tour with them, him and Paul and Neil, and so I'll be getting to know them all. Neil, who? Campbell. He's he's a Bang Bang guy. Yeah, he's doing he's opening for us. So I don't know if he's doing characters or what he's doing. But um. All right, so you're okay. So now you're at UCB. You got a team. You got a community. You're in LA. You're you're with people. You're hanging out backstage. You're having a beer. Yeah. Yeah, I had a beer. It was great. And then I got on that show, which was great. That was Chelsea. The, and then I could stop babysitting. That was like huge for me to stop babysitting. I had a couple commercials. Right before that, I did like four commercials and that kind of, I did like a Snickers commercial with Joe Pesci that was like kind of popular. Really? And then like, so these commercials were like running a lot. And that How was, was it working helpful. with Pesci? It was interesting. He was, um, he was basically like directing the commercial, even though he wasn't the director. Right. And like he was wearing platform shoes. Uh-huh. He He's cool. a little guy. Yeah. What do you want from him? No, man, nothing. That's what I, exactly what I wanted. And was he nice? <laughs> He was like fine. Like we didn't like talk, you know. It was didn't great. hang out. No, we I didn't can't like see chill it. at crafty together. I can't see <laughs> it. That that would be two totally different forms of human. There would just be no way to talk. I don't think it'd be possible. Uh, so that didn't happen. But that yeah. was cool because like the, the commercials allowed me to like quit babysitting, and then I got the show, and that helped. And then the SNL audition came while I was um, on hold, waiting to hear if we'd get a second season of. Chelsea. Of Chelsea, which yeah. didn't happen. Right, but I didn't know that, so I was like auditioning in that window. So how how did the SNL audition happen? Um, I, I did know. a showcase at UCB, um, and there were like, it was four people like who were scouting or whatever, right. and then they flew me to New York to do another showcase that Lauren would be at. It was at the Pitt Theater in New York. And so I know he, that. Really? I, that place? Wow. Yeah. And then I then they flew me again and I did it on the stage at 30 Rock or whatever. So, so like, the Pitt Theater is weird. It's like a big stage and there's there's like seating around it, but it, it always felt a little dirty and beat up in there to Actually, me. this was a newer space. Oh, okay. They had an old space. This was different. and But it was very, like, uh, the audience went up very high. Right, felt right, like. right. Uh, and I could see him. I like looked through like a peephole in the curtain or whatever and I could see him in the audience. Yeah. And that was crazy because I was so excited that he was actually there. Like, he just kind of thought, like, is he really even going to come right, to this? Right, that seems like, ridiculous. Yeah. So, so what uh, what characters did you do? Um, they were all things that I haven't really done since. It was like, I did like, um, well, actually, one of them is in my special. So one of them has lasted the whole time in it. And you can see it. It's um, a stripper who strips to the saddest song ever. And so and then I, I stripped to Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. And then I would hump an audience member during the chorus with dead eyes. Yeah, yeah. And then so in the special, it's Brick by Ben Folds 5 because we couldn't get Fast Car. So. Right, right. Um, ben but, Folds was a little cheaper. Yeah, I guess. Well, Tracy Chapman apparently doesn't let her songs be used for anything. So it was like not even about money. It was more just like she just says no. no. Right. And then he, I guess, thought it was cool. I don't know if he has any idea what it is. People have been tweeting at both of us about it. And I'm like very curious if he has seen it because it's such a I'm weird sure way to has. use his song. So yeah. I'm like excited to hoping that he's seen it. Yeah, so that was really fun. And then I did like a couple other things. I mean, they all kind of blur together at this point. Like, I think I had like a woman who like couldn't stop crying. She was like talking to a guy that she was like trying to hit on, but she kept crying. And then like um, a woman who was like looking for her date, but everyone was not her date. Like, so she just got embarrassed over and over and kept trying to like play it off. Sounds hilarious. Um, yeah, it was fun. So then I... They, Were you getting laughs? Yeah, and it was great because we had a... What was so awesome about that one with Lauren being there was that there was a full audience. So it was like you actually got real laughs and like it wasn't just like, you know, we could show him that it is funny whether, you know... Right. And then... Um, I can't believe you didn't get it. Well, and then I went and did it again and basically had to do a couple different things. I had to do some impressions, which I don't really do, but I kind of... Which you know, ones I did, did Maggie Smith and oh, yeah. I did... Um, Oh, one of the psychologists from Hoarders. You know, it's kind of random. <laughs> but, um, and then I did a couple of the bits that I'd done before again. And 
Um, yeah, I mean, it was so exciting. I mean, I was so happy to be able to... Was it hard in the studio? I didn't think I did as great as I could have done. I think I was really nervous. And, um, and then did you meet Lauren? No. You didn't even get to meet no. him? No. What the fuck yeah. happened? What happened, Lauren? I don't know. I mean, it wasn't... It wasn't... I felt like fine about it you know I didn't like leave being like I suck but I just was like I don't know and it was such a weird time for me because I was kind of I had done a sitcom and I was hoping we'd get a second season but it didn't seem like it was going to happen but because of the hold like I had to wait till that anyway and they like they, I, they, I'm not saying the hold is why I didn't get it I didn't get it because like they didn't want me to have it but like at the same time it was like there was this weird thing where it was like but I might still get this other thing which would be like way better for me actually in terms of like money and yeah. like, I don't know right. life whatever. Oh, better, better than SNL yeah yeah I mean like sitcoms pay way sure. more than SNL it's just and, better, he, and like, he can live in Los Angeles yeah and like keep my life going how I kind of thought it was going to go like I the I wanted SNL my whole life so like I think my ego would really want to get it you know yeah, so you could quit after a season even sure do whatever you want but it's like the idea of getting it is more important after you've wanted it your whole life than like doing it like I feel, or for me, that's what I was kind of, I had to realize because I was letting go of like a dream that I always had. And so it was really hard to kind of go like, do, to actually ask myself, do I even want it? If they gave it to me, would I really want to do it? Of course I would do it, but would I really want to? It's so weird. Like I, what I saw was like, oh, well, like when you do SNL, then you like leave SNL and you like do a sitcom. But like I did a, a sitcom. Or or, right. You know what I mean? But it's like, I got to do that thing. That's an interesting thing though. To, that's a very mature thing uh, to, to sort of acknowledge that you spend your whole life moving towards this thing. And then, and then, like for different reasons, because you've had some experience, you realize, like, well, maybe it's not the ultimately right. the best thing. Well, you know, I hear about people. First of all, like, I still have the dream of like hosting it. Like, I'd still love to like do something there. Sure. And, like, I that would be amazing. But you, when you hear people talk about it, and all the things I've read, all the books I knew, like, I knew it was like it's one of the hardest, most stressful jobs ever. You like don't sleep. You're up all night doing these sketches. Oh, like, yeah. It's like, it sounds like something that would break me in right. so many ways. Like, it's like, I don't know that that's actually, I had gotten kind of accustomed to my little like multicam lifestyle of like, and it's broken people before. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's, that's scary to think of like kind of kind of going after this dream and then having it not be what you want it to be too. Sure. Like, and, 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 and there was, there's probably a 70 or 80% chance that you you saved your talent yeah i mean i don't know it's you never know what it is because you could but. like the the heartbreak possible oh yeah of being you know benched oh and god not be, you know and that's that's so sad like i mean i've seen so many people that i think are incredible get that show and not get the opportunity to do a bunch of characters that you know they can do and that they're so funny and it's just so crazy to watch that happen to someone or for someone to, who I know to be a, like an amazing talent to be let go so soon after being on. You're just like, that doesn't make any sense. That person's funnier than any of these people. Like, not like I don't know them, but I'm saying like that is a great person. And yeah. like, they don't even get the opportunity. And you get like you have to jump through so many hoops to get it that like you have proven yourself. To, everyone has proven themselves to be very funny by getting on the show. Right. But then like. They they don't let you show it or something like no I don't, yeah it's like yeah it's, it's an, all it's it's a mystery and I've talked to Lauren about it you know it's just like the decisions are not based on you you know what you would think they would necessarily be based on right and and it doesn't you know there it really comes down to some choices by a few people right <laughs> for the benefit of what they think is whatever you know what I mean it's <laughs> just the nature of show business so okay so yeah. you come back after that. And you're no no second season at Chelsea. When and you yeah. start doing Bang Bang at the beginning? Um, I started doing Bang Bang like three years ago or so. Oh, okay. So it wasn't that 
long ago. Right. It was like a year after that. And how did that come to happen? Um, Scott, I perform an ASCAT at UCB. Yeah. And he came and did monologues there. And then he asked me to be on the podcast or whatever. And, I and that's where you really kind of took off, right? Yeah, but I didn't know anything about it at the time. And I didn't really know like what I was supposed to do. So it kind of was lucky that it that it worked. But, but it's the a, freedom of audio enables yeah. you to maintain an illusion a lot longer than you would on stage. Yeah, and you can you can live in a character a lot longer. I mean, because what's so fun about it is that you can, like, create the way your physical, like, the character's physicality is, and you don't have to do any of it. You can just talk about how what you look like and what you're doing. And, and it's what, fun. And it's fun. And then you and then you made your podcast? Yeah, and so that was, like, um, from, And the device of that's pretty clever. Yeah, the, the premise or whatever, yeah. whatever you call it, is, like, the guest is the host and I'm the guest in character. So they, the, the, my whoever I have come on the show will decide what the show is. They don't tell me anything in advance. What determines the character that you do? They decide it. So they make up what my character is going to be, and they don't tell me until we start recording. And uh-huh. they just kind of like give me a name and label me and whatever. Uh-huh. And I just we just talk for like an hour. And you've done. It seems like I see your name associated with with uh, PFT a lot. Yeah, yeah, we do a lot of stuff together. I mean, like through Comedy Bang Bang and my podcast uh-huh. and stuff. We do a lot of podcasts. Is he things. a great improviser? He is. He's so fun. I think he's like so awesome. And he's somebody who I like had seen on TV. Like I remember seeing like a special of his like a million years ago. Like the I one where he talks about drinking. I don't like. Yeah. I don't remember right. what it was, but right. I remember because I watched like all the comedy so- special or Comedy Central. Jeez, specials. you just watch television. Oh, nonstop. So I'd seen like every special and like mm. I remember him and then like meeting him was so cool and then like he's so funny and nice and warm how did uh, Orange is the New Black happen that just came through like a regular audition I like self-taped at home and sent it they were casting in New York and um, I got an audition to audition like, what did you like, do a, like two seasons I did two seasons yeah to be like a correctional officer which I thought would like never happen like I was just like was that the first relatively serious acting thing you did yeah I think so and it was so interesting because there were no like Netflix shows at the time so like I, I thought it was like a, a web joke. series like, like what is this like <laughs> but cool like I want to work so whatever I'll go do whatever and then you find out that it's like so awesome but even just like the kind of figuring out the tone of it as I was shooting it was interesting because it's not you know I, I think I'm sure you know like every year they kind of waffled between like putting themselves in the drama or comedy category right award shows or right so it's like it really is like one of those shows where you don't know what it and like my character like I'd be doing something that I thought was like very serious and then they'd be like that was so funny and be like well then I just don't know anything like I don't yeah. know what's going on but it was well really you know fun. you commit yeah committed <laughs> and I think me just trying to be a correctional officer is funny because it's like sure it's I, against type no fucking yeah right right I'm not tough yeah at all but well, yeah and and this uh, the the um the Jurassic Park role that everybody talks about is this monumental thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jurassic World, right? Yeah, it was huge. I mean, to be able to be in that was like amazing. Right, but the fact that you were improvising with Jake, right? Yeah, yeah. And And that it made the cut. Yeah, yeah. That was like, it was kind of, we shot it both ways. Because you were sort of in the movie for comic relief, right? Yeah, we're kind of those people like hold on to your butts people or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 So (laughs) it's like, and his character even is more of the comic relief even than mine, but um by the end like we were supposed to kiss in the script like that was the whole thing and Mm -hmm. then uh bryce dallas howard and chris pratt's characters kissed kind of like that was like improvised as well like their kiss so like that kind of made our kiss not funny anymore like it was supposed to be like kind of funny that these two losers (laughs) would kiss at the end and then it's like well that's not really that good so then we shot it that way and then we shot it which I still thought was good. Like, I still thought it'd be cool if, like, because you never see the underdog characters get mm-hmm. that moment, like, the kind of hero moment. 
But um, then we shot it with like kind of the improv of me turning him down, and that was really fun. And obviously, way funnier, so <laughs> way better. And who directed that? Colin Trevorrow. So like in and like it, it seems like a rare thing that you improvise as much as you did on that budget of a movie. Oh my god! Yeah, and then have it happen. It's yeah. pretty astounding. Well, he's so cool because he kind of has like an indie background. Like he had done like a few indie movies before this. So this was a big thing for him. But he let us play like it was an indie. Like it was just like with everything. Like we improvised like small talk before like every scene that you see that didn't make it in. That is just like who allows you to do that when right. you're shooting this huge movie where the important thing is like all of the dinosaurs and like Bryce coming in and being freaked out or whatever. Right. Like that's right. obviously more right. important. Right. But, yeah. That's great. Yeah, so that was you really lucked cool. out. Yeah, it was. It was. So and people amazing. remember that. Yeah, well, because that boyfriend, like, I have a boyfriend. Like, that was like it was a big enough moment that people remember it. So it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Good for yeah. you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm so proud of oh, you. Oh, now you like me. That's good. I did never <laughs> not like you, and we're both on animals. Yes. On HBO, which people seem to like. I love doing that show. Did you have fun doing yeah, that? Yeah, I didn't know what it was because you know uh, Duplass, Mark called me. He's like. Yeah, you go do this thing, and I'm like, okay. So I get a house. Yeah, right. same. Yeah, so you just go to this house where it looked like four guys are living there. Yes. And you record this thing. It's like, is this really a thing? Like in someone's bedroom? It was yeah. so weird. Well, and those two guys, Mike and Phil, I didn't even know it was a Duplass thing until like later. Like, yeah. they, I just got like, for me, it was like, oh, you can like do this voiceover thing. I'm like, cool, like free voiceover work. Like, I like always right. like to do that. So. Then it, the fact that it like turned into like something so cool, and they're just so talented. Like, the. The way that they animated is so awesome. Like, yeah, it and looks cool. Getting to improvise with yeah. it is great. And yeah, rare. and um, okay, so what? So what people can? See, well, I think we talked about everything that people can see you in. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to be on a new show on HBO called Crashing. That's Pete Holmes' show. Oh, where um, he sweeps at different comics houses. Yeah, I play his wife who leaves him and for the minister. Uh, no, it's not, it's for like a hippie dude. Oh, yeah. not the real story. Yeah, oh, I didn't know there was a minister. I knew it was based on his real real life, but I didn't know she left him for a minister. I think so. I think they were That's both so in the church. That's so interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. And have you shot that already? We shot the pilot, and then I'm How doing a few it? more episodes. It's oh, so fun. Judd Apatow directed it, and that was like a dream of mine to work with him. So He's a nice really guy. Cool. He he's lets so you, nice. He lets you do what you do. Well, you know why I think he was so cool is that he like he's somebody who's so interested in comedy. Like No matter, he's had all this amazing success and stuff, but he still wants to know about all the other stuff. He listened to my podcast. I'm like, the fact that you would listen to that like blows my mind. Like I, yeah. I just was like, I thought that was so nice. Yeah, like, no, he's very, uh, well, he's a producer. Yeah. So he certainly wants to be on the pulse. But like, it just feels like so many people can get away with not doing that. Uh-huh. Like that it's like, oh, if you, he just seems like a real comedy fan. Like he wants to know. He makes like, big movies. <laughs> but I know it might, seem, it might sound so obvious, but like, I just feel like that's not true of so many people. Well, like, you think, well, I think your assumption is that these people live in a different world and they're not as accessible as he is. Yes. And I mean, like, like, where does he get the time? Like, yeah, like he's going to want to listen to my dumb thing. Like that's no. so cool. Like yeah, that's a nice not, person. He's not doing stand up again. It's crazy. Yeah. You're like, shouldn't you be running the... The entire comedy industry in Hollywood. Right. I got to see him at Carnegie Hall when we were shooting the pilot and he was so great. And like what I thought was so awesome is that he incorporates so much of his real life into the stand up, like talking about being famous and stuff like that. I think people don't really touch on that. Like once you're a comedian, you've gotten famous. Right. You don't mention that. Right. Like, but it is a weird, well, he's like, interesting part He used part to be a stand up and then he, he right. sort of stopped before he got very good or big at it. And now he's like started back up again. Yeah. And he's just, it, it is kind of interesting that he's just talking, he, he has to. Right. Because no one knows want. him as that. Yeah. I mean, like, because like, if he's not, like, he's really got to show his chops as a stand up because people are like, 
Judd Apatow's not a stand-up. Right. He makes movies. Right, because they don't know the history. Right. Or yeah. Well, I'm happy that, you know, that things are working out for you. And Thank that you. you've branched out from peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> and that... <laughs> Your your divorce wasn't so awful, and yeah. that you're going to go on tour, and that you're doing funny things. You seem like a a decent person. Thanks. I'll say the same about you. You seem you seem cool. Oh yeah. 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 So we did all right. Yeah, I like you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> That's all this was about. Yeah. <laughs> it, there was a note in my email to like judge you at the end. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> Be sure not to let him off too easy. <laughs> um. Well, oh, the other question I was like, I was wondering, like, when you do improv, when you improvise, what have you ever been sort of like? Because when you think of the stripper with the dead eyes dancing to sad songs, I mean that that whole conceit is very funny and painful and weird and rides a line. But like the difference between doing a character that is supposedly has an emotional depth, like you know, like the difference between these people that would do character-driven shows. Um, that were heavy, yeah. Versus comedic. Have you ever been sort of you know challenged to you know explore the depth of these you know sort of comedic characters? Well, I do think that like most of my characters are really sad inside, and like, yeah. that's they're wounded people, right? So right, and so I, you don't... that's what I'm like attracted to, right? Um, and I think what's so great about but is the backstory impulsive or do you know it? Oh, what do you mean? Like of a character. Like, do you have a, like a sense like an actor would have a certain type of actor, like where they come from? What? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't really think, I don't like th- consciously think about that. Right. But I, th- when you're doing a character really intensely and specifically, you know everything they would say to anything that comes at them. So that's kind of what that is to me. Like just the automatic, what this person would say to that is like tells that story of where they came but like if i if i were to ask like that pizza lady like you know the character that likes pizza oh yeah big sue big sue (laughs) like if i were to ask her like um what was her relationship with her father like it's not good i haven't talked to him in a long time it's not good i I do not know his name (laughs) i call him daddy but he does not respond (laughs) it's like you just like you just know right so it's like yeah. yeah so it's instinctual yeah and you you know and you sort of uh, yeah okay that makes sense yeah I, I, I've done some improvising and you know you have to draw from your own experience with people and you know, the tone of that personality because you kind of yeah. know them right right well I think with improv like when you walk on stage with a scene partner you're getting everything from the way they look at you I mean it's like you know it's a little bit of like a hippy dippy thing when you sure. say it out loud but like I don't need you to explain everything. I go like, oh, he's thinking something kind of sad or he's like this or that. And so you kind of like immediately make judgments about the person so that you can move the scene along. Right. So I think when you're doing character work, it's like you have to just decide those things immediately or like you're wasting everyone's time. Right. You just, right. You just have to know it. Yeah. Yeah. And that just comes from experience. Yeah. And I mean, I've been doing improv so long now that it's like you, that is, it become it is experience. Like right. When people, when you're starting, like I think my characters were very shallow when I was starting. Right. But it's just because I'm like, I'm just trying to say something like I'm just trying to talk and right and be, be funny. Nervous. Yeah. Yeah. And then but at a certain point you get past that. Yeah. Because they all the ones I've seen the three or four, you know, they immediately sort of, you know, have a depth and you identify their 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 sadness immediately. Yeah. <laughs> do you know Daniel Klaus? Do you know the cartoonist? Oh, no, I don't know. Yeah. You, you, you might like but... uh, Ghost World was oh, yeah. based on his comics. Oh, cool. I interviewed him about the characters. And he said that how he usually finds these characters is that he'll look at people and he'll see somebody's face. And, and if it's interesting to him, like, you know, what, you know, what could that face, what is the life of that 
face, yeah. like, you know, what you feel in that moment when you just, you know, you kind of lock into somebody on the street yeah. that seems to have something, yeah. usually a sadness or whatever. And he would just base these characters on that first sort of taking in of somebody. Yeah, that's and like, so interesting. Yeah, and now I'm like looking at people's faces and the ones that really are heavy or like, you yeah. know, seem to have like, you know, it's like, how does that fit in the world? Yeah. And then that's where he goes with the story. And I have to, you know, whatever feelings he gets from that person's being in that, like maybe even a five second interaction. Yeah, that's And I cool. imagine improvs like that. Yeah, and I think I get inspired by people that I see. Like a lot of the things you'll see in my special or whatever are like based on pe- real people that I've met or seen. Oh, so yeah? Like it's fun to, to i mean like i just am really excited when i see someone who's like weird and I are you like do you like that. molly shannon yeah oh she's great. like she's really good at that yeah she's she's has such a, like um nuance to her face like she's and her eyes like tell a story like, and she's, she's very sensitive to sadness yeah you oh know? yeah and you can all, see like the pain like she yeah. kind of, like like the empathy yeah 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 who else do you like uh amy sedaris is like my favorite person Oof, wow. and yeah um, and she's so good, right? She's amazing. It's like a, like something from another realm. Well, and she, like, I, I'm fascinated by their family. Like, I read a lot of David Sedaris stuff, and, like, I love when he talks about her or his other siblings. Yeah, he's been in here. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. that's cool. I'll listen to that. He's very, he's, he was very um, nice to me. Yeah. And he's very interesting. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's a very um, funny guy. Oh, my God. I love him. I'll I'll download that. I'm going on a trip. Um, that'll be yeah, I have Scott set you up with the Howl FM. Oh, thing. Yeah, like, look, I have that. I have to publicize it all the time on my podcast. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the, the Sedaris it's one's on, on there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's great. Uh, and Molly is too. Did you listen to Molly? Yes, I did listen to that one. Oh, that I love that. story is so sad. I know her life. Oh my gosh. I was blown away by that one. And Jenny Slates, I also really loved her episode. Um, yeah. Her SNL story. I like cried. It was heartbreaking. Me too. Yeah, it was yeah. like, it's, so it, good. It was, and then I talked to Michaela Watkins. Yeah. Who like Jenny like that was who replaced her? Oh right! So there were these two. Wow! So for her, that's a totally different experience. Exactly. She, like, got the opportunity out of nowhere, probably because it was kind of mid-season. That well, you, right. Well, yeah. you know, Michaela said there's that feeling where you know who yeah. your boyfriend's dating now, kind of. Right, thing. right, right. Like, yeah, the that's shitty. That must feel. Weird. It was pretty intense. That's cool. So you don't have to deal with any of that because you didn't get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. yeah See, that's, that's a that's, that's some the bright pain. side. Yeah, sure is. Uh, yeah, and like I love Amy Poehler. Obviously, that's somebody who I think is amazing. She's just so. But funny. you're sort of fascinated with the Sedaris. But the Sedaris family, like, yeah, and like the way that they tell a story. Like, I mean, he, of course, obviously, he's an amazing writer, and he's he makes everything so funny. But her and the, I just think it's so interesting to have these kind of different artists come out of the same family, and like the way that they express. Well, themselves. yeah, and then there's two other siblings that you know you just never are, hear about it. Oh, you, know, you hear about them, but they're but not so public little. person. Like it's like Gretchen, like I just like know her name, but I don't really know anything. But about you know them. the other guy, the what's his name, Rooster or whatever. That oh, the, I don't really remember much about the brother, the southern one, the one that's sort oh of like, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't feel like I retain much. I'm always like looking for Amy's name and things. Oh right, right, right. Even much no, the less. other brother is very funny character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. All right, well, listen to that on the road. I'm sure Scott will be thrilled to listen to that in the car. <laughs> I'm sure there's nothing he likes more than to have Mark Maron podcast pumped in at all times. <laughs> I want to make him share a headphone splitter with me, and we'll just listen to you nonstop. Yeah, put it right in the car. <laughs> Who's going to be in the car? Paul, too? Paul, yeah. I don't even, yeah. Oh, yeah. Paul and Scott would just, they would jump at the opportunity to listen to as many WTFs oh, as yeah, possible. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make it happen. It'll be so great. No, I'll Please. make them listen to our own episodes of Comedy Bang Bang. That'll be so There fun. you go. <laughs> All right. Well, have fun. Thanks. Thanks for talking. Yeah, man. Lauren Lapkus. 
She's a very well-adjusted comedic entertainer. And, uh, uh, you know, sometimes she'll submerge into the character and uh, it's a little uh, little disconcerting in a good way. Go to WTFPod.com slash tour for my tour dates. Go to WTFPod.com slash merch for the merch. Go do do whatever you got to do, right? Oh, man. I feel good. That's not a question. 